Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2017, and this is Radio Wave. everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje. When God led the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land, they kept a history, a record of everything that happened. And they did this because God told them to do this. He said, for you, for your children, for your children's children, and all the generations until the end of time, so that we would know what it would look like when the hand of God intervened into the history of man. And we live today in no less of a time than that time. You have heard over the past number of years a friend of Medjugorje speak about the fact that Our Lady is here to lead us out of the desert and into a promised land. And he has said that he believes Our Lady is going to appear for 40 years to mirror that time that God came and intervened directly into man's history. And so in these days that are more than historical, we're not in the midst of an event that's historical, we're in the midst of an event that is divine. And so in this time, we come to you with these broadcasts, a friend of Medjugorje speaks to you about these messages for the purpose of helping you to understand where you are in the desert right now. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn the radio wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. I had a reporter years ago ask me, actually she was walking around the grounds, kind of doing a general story on it in the newspaper. And she'd been around here two, three hours, and she, she stopped me out there outside the tabernacle and asked me, you know, don't you think what you're doing, because I had told her several things about what we do and how we live here. And she said, don't you think you're sheltering your kids? And I said, that's exactly what we're doing. We want to protect our children. We want to shelter them. It's criminal for a fourth grader, even an eighth grader, even a tenth grader, to be taught the things they're being taught today. It would have caused a revolution 50 years ago. A hundred years ago, it would have caused a full-fledged war. But we've degraded for a hundred years. 1917 to 2017, we're in some great moments, moments beyond what we can phantom as far as the profoundness of what will bring about change. Things are changing. Things are going a different direction. Our Lady's pattern, the way she says what she says, is beautiful to us because we 
have been living something for 30 years now in this valley. And there are people that had been here in the community for 30 years, but they adopt what was started, initiated. And this pattern is one of change. Change yourself, then change your family, and then change the world. We've spoken about this before. Your world is what you surround and what you see all day. Most people do the same thing, meet the same people at work, at jobs, at the grocery stores. That's your world. Satan wants you to be global. He wants you to think in terms of diversity. He's always seeking that because he knows he can pull down the whole culture to the lowest common denominator. Meaning, if you have five cultures together, and one is debased at the bottom, and they're more refined as you go to the fifth culture, that culture should be refining and pulling people to it. We're in a position of apologizing because of a culture of Americans that demands a certain level of civility that we've gone down to be debased to the lowest common culture of people that's debased. And we see that penetrating every place. How do you stop it? You protect your children. You shelter them. You say, oh, they won't know the world. We've had, I think we counted a few months back, we've had 39 uh, children born here since the community started. And they all are well fit. They're all very capable to make it in the world and stand up against it. And so our lady's taking a turn in her messages not only a turn, but she's in a, a tone difference of what they say. And so this turn and this tone is reflected in the message of Our Lady's words today to the world. Our Lady of Medjugorje's January 25th, 2017 monthly message to the world. Dear children, today I'm calling you to pray for peace. Peace in the hearts of men. Peace in the families. And peace in the world. Satan is strong and wants to turn all of you against God and to return you to everything that is human and to destroy in the heart all feelings towards God and the things of God. You little children pray and fight against materialism, modernism, and egoism, which the world offers to you. Little children, you decide for holiness, and I with my son Jesus, intercede for you. Thank you for having responded to my call. This is an interesting message because Our Lady is saying some things that really is confirmation of what we want from 30 years ago today. And it's very consoling, very fulfilling to see that the steps we took without knowing what we're supposed to do but know the message is said to do it, and now we have the consequences. And so this journalist, when asked that question, actually specifically about me putting my children out of league sports. She didn't like it. She says, how horrible, basically, in her attitude. How can you do that to your children? And our lady sister shows us in this message here that you fight. You fight against those things. Who makes your schedule? What do you do after school from September when it begins? And your children in sports, in the band, the high school. You're submitting to a schedule designed by Satan just to be busy. 
We're no more better than a tribe of monkeys in the way we live today. And so this world, this modernism that he speaks about, is pretty blatant. Modernism means the modern practice that some things recently formed, particularly in writing. Everything starts with the word. Everything starts with writing. A TV show starts with a transcript being written. So it's the word first. And so here is, our lady says today, fight against materialism, modernism, and egoism. What is the modernism word that you can apply to your life today? What was distracting you? What was doing what he says? Satan is strong and wants to turn you, all of you against God. How? Because he wants to hurt in your heart the feelings toward God to be eliminated. What occupies your day? Give an evaluation today of what you were doing that took you from God, took you from contemplation, took you from prayer. What activities? You may not do anything bad, but at the same time, what you're doing is making a bad culture because we have idols. The God today is electronics. We used to say it's a dollar, but the whole electronic system is nothing but about money anyway. It's part of the food chain as far as money. So we have these things happening to us. We're not questioning these things. We just accept them. And the interesting word is, LA comes here and says, fight. She just said that November 2nd, 2016. You love, you conquer, you expose evil. That's talking about fighting. She's releasing us. Don't you think it's strange that the peaceful Virgin Mary comes down to the world today and says, you little children, pray and fight against materialism. That's not a figurative thing, just praying and going to Mass. Fight it. The National Geographic is modernism. Fight materialism, modernism, and egoism. All three. But I want to point to the modernism. Modernism is what's going on in the world today. And National Geographic's January edition, 2017, was just about that. It was a writing, a particular writing, which the definition says, that forms the thoughts of people, turns them against God, turn all of you against God, that does that. How is it? Satan is strong. He just took over National Geographic. I just recently went on a trip. Every time I turned around, we were out of place. I grabbed all the National Geographics and put them back down on the counter. Told what I've already said in Metronomics. We don't want this trash on the shelves. And you know what? Not one of them grabbed the things and put it back on the shelf. They put it behind them on the desk. Not one person did that. Why? Because I was fighting modernism. That what this is promoted is so degraded about abominable lifestyles, about what you can be, what you shouldn't be, because what God made you, you can turn against Him and change your ways. This is what you're supposed to be fighting. You can no longer sit that way. And so I was fighting this 30 years ago. And when this journalist asked me this, well, it's almost like you don't have a right to take your kids out of sports. But I bring all this up on that point because I didn't know what the future was. I didn't know pulling my kids out of league sports, what was that going to lead to? What are they going to do, just sit around and do nothing? So I didn't have the answers because that hadn't manifested yet. We had begun, we had started our prayers, and then comes along January 25th, 1987, and lady says about a great plan. She said, I want to use you in a great plan for the salvation of mankind. When I read that, it was a Kennedy moment. I know where I was standing. 
I was in our first operations in the back of a clothing store all the way across town. Message came in. I was in awe. So you want to be used? You want to be a fighter? She said that you're not able to comprehend how great your role is in God's design in this 87 message. It's that big. And this thing's getting bigger and bigger because the war and the division and the separation is getting bigger and bigger. There's a divide. It's necessary. When people say, well, we just want to be loved. We want to be together. We want to be in unity. No, the devil wants that. He wants us to stay amalgamated with evil. Well, that's your lifestyle. That's you live it. I'm not for it, but okay. No, we're to be intolerant. The left preaches tolerance. We're to teach intolerance. There's things that we just don't accept. And we're, we're worse than them in that sense as far as our sins because we know better. Many times they don't. But that doesn't stop us from saying what you're doing is an evil thing and separating from them. We're not to be together with evil. We are to witness to them so they can cross over from evil to us. But the master plan of Satan is to accept so many people in their ways in the culture that we never have the light to shine as a body of Christ because we're so mixed in with these people instead of standing off the side and we'd be a hundred people against their hundred people, then who's got the light? But we get two hundred people together, you can't stand out. Don't think for a moment our lady's messages are not for us to separate. Well, she's called us to witness. We're supposed to do this. That's how you witness. That's why the Roman historian wrote of the early church, see how they loved one another. You can't be amalgamated with evil. So Alay's here because our house is on fire. Alay said, Satan wants to destroy the hearts and feelings towards God and the things of God. How do we learn God? Alay told Dylan a long time ago, you learn to love God the Father by the children seeing the love between the mother and father. Without that, then there's a huge problem. So the home today is not a place of peace, it's a place of war. And so here is, we got this frontline message from a lady, the war is starting, and he's made great advances, he's very strong, he's very powerful, while our house burns down. I didn't get to pick where the trees were planted and the bricks were paved I didn't sink the post or hang a wire around this hell I'm in And there's no escape and nothing safe when you're a prisoner to everything I couldn't run away from my reflection Smoking mirrors in both directions Empty memories on every wall Burn the hurt to the ground, just take it all I pour the gas, I lit the match Didn't grab a thing on my way out But I stopped and watched as the flames grew higher To my house on fire I 
overplay those words Only ten years old and hate is what I heard from that loving church And there's no salvation on the road you're taking And a kid like you ain't worth saving I couldn't run away from my reflection Smoking mirrors in both directions Empty memories on every wall Burn the hurt to the ground, just take it all I poured the gas, I lit the match Didn't grab a thing on my way out But I stopped and watched as the flames grew higher To my house on fire Too fragile to be strong and so Smoking mirrors in both directions Empty memories on every wall Burn the hurt to the ground, just take it all I poured the gas, I lit the match Didn't grab a thing on my way out But I stopped and watched as the flames grew Are you raising your kids in a neutral home? You don't talk about things like presidential elections, what the cultures are doing out in the streets, what the lofty are doing in regards to bringing up virtue in society. We're fed by three men in my neighborhood when I was a kid Mr. Sessions, Powell Holder, and uh, my father. We couldn't wait till they get home. The whole neighborhood, all the kids would go sit at their feet and they'd talk about what's going on, all the politics, what sense to have. I learned more from them through those years and those afternoons and the enjoyment until we were called to supper, breaking up a meeting that we didn't even want to go eat, just drinking those words. And so what we did was we turned into somebody with mentalities that was given and transferred from us from the generation before. Now we have people raising homes where they don't feel like they should do anything. They rely on the schools, the teachers, the formation of billboards, magazines, writings, sports, forms of mind, the people. And that's why you hear so much negativity of the older generations about millennials because they haven't done things. They don't have life experiences. They're not experiencing anything other than sit on the couch and be in computers and go to a technic job which doesn't teach them anything about life. They're so wired. That's the modernism I was talking about. It's a bad thing. And so you take your children to church. The message of Jesus at church and his love that's heard about in the church is all meaningless to a child raised in a home lacking love. The home is the place. It's the church. I dare say 
and proclaim the family is higher than the church. Because they can't accept the church that they go to if they don't learn the church first is family. It's interesting, Maria, when we had her pray back in 86 with 25 couples over, the one thing she says, every family is like a church. Where'd she get that from? This girl was a peasant. She was just 20 years old at that time or so. I remember standing there in the field next to St. James Church when she said that. Every family is like a little church. Is your family that way? Do you see these things? And you wonder why your kids and your children wander off? Or you're not teaching them how evil sin is when we expose to something evil and say, this is wicked, this is satanic, these people doing these worried things will send you to hell. So to raise your children neutral is to give Satan the position to drive every one of their thoughts because the society will teach them, will show them, and will form them. And that's why we got so many people with messed up minds. They don't know how to think anymore. They don't know how to see truth. We've seen things that we've been talking about 25 years ago that's just now materializing. And you can have that if you follow the messages and you want to walk with the messages. It will show you things that can't be seen by the media, even by those in the church, but by through prayer and through the messages. I really find this to be a, a wow message. And I, my first read of it, I didn't have that impression. I kind of thought, oh, no. I was wanting uh, something more uplifting than hearing about Satan. But as we were discussing it this afternoon, this has, is just a huge message. And you already spoke about this, that we're in the 30th anniversary of the first monthly message, January 25th. 1987, in which Our Lady uh, said what the plan was. And it was a message that you'd been looking for and searching for because you you had said and explained that Our Lady kept talking about a plan, a plan, a plan, but she'd never revealed it until January 25th, 1987, in which she said a great plan for the salvation of the whole world. So today Our Lady says, very familiar words to us. Pray for peace, peace in the hearts of men, peace in your families, peace in the world. That struck me. Our Lady said, Satan is strong. And that message is something that triggered a message that you spoke about a lot. The August 25th, 1991 message in which Our Lady said, Satan is strong and he wants to sweep away plans of peace and joy. And she goes on to say, I want you to, because of that, offer nine days of renunciation so that the secrets I began in Fatima may be fulfilled. So Fatima being the key word to this year. And then she goes and reveals in this message today the plan of Satan. That he is wanting to destroy in the hearts all feelings towards God and the things of God, that he wants to turn everybody against God. That's been his plan through materialism, through modernism, through egoism, his three, just like Our Lady has three, pray, pray, pray. So all of that got me thinking about a lot of things that you've written over the years. And in 1993 in particular, the things that you wrote are really coming to play now. 
Because back then, that was in the middle of the Croatian War. That was when we were wondering what is going on with God. Medjugorje is being threatened. War is coming right to that region. Three different peoples of faith fighting amongst each other, a brutal, horrific war. And nobody knew if it was going to stop or how it was going to end. And you saw in that war the future. You saw that what was happening in that war was going to be a prophecy of what is going to happen in the future to the whole world. Do you remember writing that? Yes, very much so. What was it that made you believe that Medjugorje was a prophecy for the future? And do you believe that this is the time we're living in now? What are they saying back then? Well, I wrote that, I think, in the novena, seven, seven novenas to reconcile ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. And in writing that, it was not difficult to see it. If you just do what a lady said, I, a lady, she just she caught me. When she caught me, I, I fully embraced everything she was doing, everything she was saying. And you have to go back in the framework at that time. Nobody was interested in the messages. They were excited to hear the words of the Virgin Mary and went through two or three years. Then it went to the parish. They excited with that in the beginning. But then the mundaneness of the apparitions being daily, just, just like the sun coming up, brought too much familiarity to Our Lady, and they lost sensitivity to what was taking place in the village. I come along four or five years after Medjugorje started, and amazed, blown away. And nobody, actually everybody talked about the message. They said the same old thing. I heard this from all the greats of Medjugorje at that time, all the people doing it. Uh, the visionaries didn't pay anything particular to it. They thought just the lady appearing was the important thing. And so what she said was insignificant. I know there's a place, a convent, where Yvonne went in those days. And he gave gave a message. I asked one of the persons that were there, what do you think? What what was the message? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember it. So I went to higher-ups there and said, did anybody record the message? No, we didn't record it. So the messages seemed at that time saying the same thing, and nobody cracked open the messages. And when I started talking about the messages, I was criticized for it. And, and of course, part of that is politics. They don't want to get things out there that's, that's so strong when the Virgin Mary says it that they dis, they minimize it. And so the, what struck me to write that was me and Cyril, a Frenchman, was walking down from the cross. We're out on the pavement, headed towards St. James. And I says, you know, Cyril, we're almost to the church. I says, this is going to be a big war break out here. And this war is going to be it's part of Medjugorje's walk. I didn't know I had all the answers at that moment, but I felt it. I knew it. And just a few months later, it did break out. He was amazed, came back to me, and he, he recalled it. But it wasn't just one thing. It was the whole Combinations, just like scriptures. You cannot quote the scriptures out of context singularly of what they mean without taking the whole of the Bible to take understanding that messages. Now, you can open the Bible, you can cut it, and you point to one sentence, just like happened to me about the land when it was about to be taken away. And I pointed to a message in scriptures. It says, wait for the Lord, keep his way. He will promote you to the ownership of the land. With those words, with what I read, a, a drowsing fire was poured on me to make me realize and be strong and be where I needed to be and not give in to the things that Satan wanted me to stop on. 
and I was able to secure everything, postpone everything for a year or two weeks. I could liquidate my business and buy the field. So you can take a message like that out of the scriptures in a singular context, but when you're teaching something or you're showing something, you can't take that one teaching or that verse out of the context of the whole Bible. If something that contradicts it, you've got a problem. I'm explaining all this because it's a combination of all the messages of the apparitions, what was happening in the parish, what was happening in the world. All this combination gives a slant on when I read a message of a cognition that, that I was able to see things in the message that people wasn't taking the message seriously, that wasn't taking it to heart. And I mean everybody. We've actually turned the whole village of Medjugorje back on to the message through the last two years to give away tons and tons of materials, 75, 80 things translating creation. I had one girl tell me my last trip there, she was a young girl, 19 or 18, something like that. She says, I, I've, been, I've been searching for this. Nobody's doing this in Medjugorje. So it is a consolation to be able to see so far in advance where Medjugorje is today that we saw it in 1987 or 86 or 89 that you can even predict war. It wasn't lacking in me. But coming with that, it's always interesting to see people would, would want to change my direction, just like this journalist, and change my life, change everything. I saw it in the message. Now people are yearning for that, and they're so hooked into the system that it drags them along and they can't do it. And they say, you're stubborn. I heard many times people come to me, well, you're stubborn. But when I'm, they caught me, and I converted and realized what was going on, then I started making changes in my life. And when I did, people came to me and said, you can't throw away your TV. You can't just eat bread and water on Wednesday and Fridays. You can't pray for three hours a day. All this you can't was because they're scared they've been convicted by They may have to do it, especially family members. You can't do that. And so they'd say, you're stubborn. And I put a lot of reflective thought on that because I was unmovable. What I showed, I didn't back off of it. I didn't change it. I did what I needed to do that was shown through grace and prayer. And so one day somebody says, well, you're stubborn. I said, no, I'm steadfast. Stubborn is somebody who will persist in the error, even when there's a better way presented to them. I don't live by anything and any principle by stubborn. It's steadfast. And that's the problem today. We don't know the difference between steadfast and stubborn. One leads really to hell in many ways, not every situation, but you hold it on to your ego. You hold it on to your way instead of letting go or let go to God's way. And that's what we need to be doing today. How many people are doing that? Not a whole lot. They don't want to fully embrace the messages because to do so means you have to do things different. You have to live different. You be steadfast. You don't be stubborn. There's a whole lot of stubborn in this room. There's a whole lot of pride that won't let go. There's a whole lot Stubborn in this room That shows no sign of giving up control 
the curtains I've turned out all the lights Scared to death somebody else might see There's a whole lot of stubborn in this room And there's no one here but me There's a whole lot of demons in this room It amazes me how stubborn people are with cell phones. I'm speaking particularly to the youth. They're hurting themselves. They're cheating themselves. I've learned practical things that if they were in a grand way of life or with their fathers in construction like Trump was when he was a kid or if you're a pairman doing something else or a carpenter like Joseph did with Jesus, We've got a whole generation now that has lost ability to be skilled. Can they learn it? Yes. 
But if they've been on a computer since they were kids, three, four, or five, you see on everywhere now, the way they think is recircuited. It's scientifically proven. So this harms people. We've got to get where the youth are outside. They live outside. But they're perfectly content to stay in the house all day long. My mom would run us out of the house if we stayed there on Saturday morning just watching cartoons. Get outside. And you can't come back till supper's finished. Well, sometimes we got in trouble for that. Other times we just went out there and be mischievous sometimes. But the one thing we learned, we learned how to climb trees, we learned how to do this, we learned how to do that. Everything. So you're in a fight against materialism and modernism and egoism. And the song perfectly reflects that, that we're not real worth ourselves. August 25th, 2001, Our Lady says, Always in your thoughts and in your situation, holiness be in the first place. In work and in speech. So it's your work. You are to witness holiness. You shouldn't do what everybody else is doing. But also verbally, you go along with what they're saying in a conversation. In work and in speech, she goes on and says, In this way, you will also put into practice Little by little, step by step, prayer and a decision for holiness will enter into your family. Be real with yourselves and do not bind yourselves to material things, but to God. That's all we need. Everything's this way. And so much has to happen in your heart, your life, in your home now. You cannot procrastinate anymore. In fact, we're doing a Mesonomic show tomorrow. We're going to do a special edition of it. All about these things is happening. Things are happening so rapidly right now. Changes that's remarkable. It won't always lead to good things. They look promising now, but we know we got to come through purification. And one of the best things possible that you can do for your children is what Our Lady said in the message today. You little children pray and fight against materialism, modernism, and egoism, which the world offers you. The world offers so many things. I recall a friend of Medjugorje telling about the first real talk he gave about Medjugorje. And he was fighting the temptation to say, to think about what he was going to speak about. He wanted to rely completely on the Holy Spirit. And so I think it was after a mass and he got up to speak and and in the course of his talk, uh, he had an uncle that was there that had been going to college and had been in college for I don't know how many years, a bunch of years. And in the course of his talk, he says, there are people who will go to Hawaii, but they will not go to Medjugorje. And after the talk, his uncle came to him and said, why did you say that about going to Hawaii? And he said, I don't know, just, just what came out. And he said, because I bought tickets to Hawaii, and now that you say this, i am got to cancel that, now i got to go to Medjugorje. This is the best thing that you can possibly do for your kids. If you actually think about the money that you spend on league sports, like what a friend of Medjugorje spoke about earlier in the broadcast, out of that money that you actually spent for that, and it will not probably come close to the price of one pilgrimage to Medjugorje, just monetarily. We're just talking about the dollar aspect of it, not even talking about the spiritual benefits of it. What he was just speaking about, we're so connected to electronics. We're 
it's always been a part of our pilgrimages to keep as many distractions as way from the pilgrims as possible. And it's been a ground rule ever since cell phones kind of became popular. It's been pretty much a ground rule of all of our pilgrimages that cell phones are not allowed. And I was speaking earlier today with someone who used to do a lot of narration work for us. And we were talking about the whole thing with the cell phones. And he said, you know, I have, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could go to Medjugorje with you guys and not do that. I have to admit that I am too attached to it. And I know I'm not supposed to be. So if you really want to do something for your kids, Medjugorje is the thing to do. This is a special year to go. We know it's the centennial year of Fatima. We know that there's a special time of grace available within this year. And if you want more information about that, there is information on Medj.com. You can just go on the left-hand menu and click on Request Pilgrimage Information, or you can call here to Caritas. And the phone number, you could also use the contact button on Medj.com. But to the question in particular towards a friend of Medjugorje, Our Lady in today's message said, Satan is strong. Now, there's been other messages that Our Lady has said that Satan is strong, but it's not like we don't know this. It's not like you don't know this or I know this, but the necessity, what, what is the necessity that Our Lady has to tell us this, these words, Satan is strong, and is there more to those words than we actually really realize? The art of warfare is to be covert, to be sly, not seen, not to be known, sneak up on the enemy and conquer them. So he says, Satan is strong. He wants to turn you against God. And so he's got things out there in his pocket that he gives you to carry around in your pocket as a diversion. He diverts you. If you keep you preoccupied, he's not so interested as you have to go do evil acts. Because if he just gets you to turn away from God, and you could be doing nice things and be dressed up and be a decent person or whatever, but you don't have God in your life, and you're indifferent to God, the Bible talks about those people that do that will find themselves, you, you didn't know me. When you say, oh, we well, you know you, Jesus. And Jesus answers back, I never knew you. You're so preoccupied in your ego, so preoccupied with modernism, all the material things, all the latest fashions. You knew my name, yes. You was raised that way where you knew my name, who's Jesus. And where it says, enter into hell. What would it be like for you? So it's not like it's lightning bolts of evil that people have to be. It's that people are preoccupied with self. Think about, why would you call that a selfie? Everywhere you go, people are doing this stupid stuff. Look at me. Look behind me. The Statue of Liberty. Facebook. All these things make people so important, so self-grandizing that they don't even look at what they're doing from the other friends who send them a thousand pictures that day from all over the world or whatever they're doing. Look what I'm doing today. How, how do you even function with that? I get nauseated when I see this. On May 25th, 2010, Our Lady said, God gave you the grace to live and to defend all that is good. We have grace that we are supposed to be using to defend that which is good in you and around you and inspire others to be better and holier. But Satan, too, does not sleep. And through modernism, diverts you and leads you on his way. 
People don't even realize what they're following. They don't realize how in-depth they are into materialism. It amazes me whatever the latest fashions that's going on that, that the girls particularly run out and get what's the latest. Why are you following people? Why you let somebody dictate who's an abominable mindset, who's, who's often after anti-God, dictating you what's the latest fashion? It's sickening. Charlie continues on this message. Modernism diverts you and leads you on his way. Therefore, little children, in the love of my immaculate heart, love God above everything and live his commandments. We have more idols than the world has ever seen before. Everybody's got their own personal God. And in many ways, they become God. I know there was a report about the Blackberry when that was real popular. The cell phone or whatever it is, or a little computer. I don't know. I, mean, I never I don't know what it was. But they said it, it made the, the individual so important, like he was called on by corporate uh friends and do this and, and it's it's an ego thing. Strip yourself of these things. If for some reason you have to, be very, very restrictive and very limited on this. And so I've seen cell phones and watch this whole thing. It makes people antisocial. They didn't want to answer. They say, who's there? Oh, I won't answer that right now. There's no communication. There's just a lot of chatter, a lot of talk. That leads to nothing. It amounts to nothing. And so we're called to go back to God. That's Our Lady's plans right now for us. She shows us Satan's plans. But what is the remedy? There's got to be divine intervention on the earth. We cannot correct ourselves. All we can do is separate, just like what Lot did with he separated from Sodom with Abraham. And the lady says this in this message today. She goes out and gets her people. I'm calling you for peace. Peace in the heart of man. Peace in the families. And peace in the world. And she's telling us that you go away. You unite against materialism. You go away from those things that hurt you. And you decide for holiness. She's searching the world, and that's why she's here. Actually, there's a message that, that makes it more clear. On August 25th, 1992, our lady says, I call upon you to open yourselves completely to me. Why she say that? What happens when you open her completely to the Virgin Mary? Are you doing that? Are you halfway doing that? Is your heart open 100% to our lady? Why is it necessary? Because she goes on and says, so that through each of you, not all of you, but each as an individual, so that through each of you, I may be enabled to convert and save the world. Did you know our lady is not here to just choose a few people? But she's here January 25th, 87, for a great plan for the salvation of the world. And yet she says, she can't do it. There's a key word that's very, very important you can miss over. Through each of you, I may be enabled. She's not able to do it. It's a profound word in the sentence. I may be enabled to convert and save the world. It's through you and your message being followed of what Elaine shows you through the messages that enables her to save the world. Lot bankrupt. 50 people, 40 people, 30 people, 20, 10 people. He could get 10 people. He wasn't enabled to save Sodom. 
And we're living in Sodom now. Our lady says, I want your conversion as an individual. I need it. And that enables me to convert and save the world. Every day, lady ascends back into heaven from the earth, carrying her arms, her arms, millions and billions of prayers, because a lot of people are being saved. A lot of people are changing their life. That has enabled our lady to go back before the throne of God, lay all the rosaries, the prayers, the suffering, sacrifices, the fastest at the throne of God. Say, God, here's today's catch. Here's the baskets. Give me another day. You have it, my daughter. But don't you see if you're not converting? Don't you see if you're not praying? Don't you see if you're not going to fight and expose evil? And fight against materialism, fight against modernism, fight, fight against egoism. First starts with you. You get rid of everything that causes your ego to be bloated. Now the material things. I remember sitting in the field, struggling through this. And I'd been praying. I was at 5 a.m. in prayer. And it was very distinct. I went through the whole, the whole hour without praying, thinking about the evil of television, thinking about throwing this thing away. And I was talking to God. I was talking to Our Lady. Well, if I throw this thing away, what's the reason for it? What's good about it? I know there's bad things on it. But that was August 25th. And Our Lady said in this message, after I was talking about our, this thing, and I said to myself, things aren't evil. And yet Our Lady gives a message the very day I'm thinking that. I go up later in the day. Message comes in. And Our Lady says, there's many things that are evil. And that's when I started to throw my TV out. Because we were taught, oh, things of God don't are not evil. But man can reconstitute them. He can rechange them, things of God, and takes it. I like you said that destroy in your hearts the feelings toward God and the things of God. Satan has taken over things of God, changed them into something else that turns us into reprobates. All this is headed toward that, and yet we're called to back, go back to God. I saw Lady's call. She's constantly saying it. Are you doing it? Are you not motivated enough? Are you going to have to wait to get in a position as Lot did when they come after your children? I mean, they're headed toward this. This doesn't stop. This evil, when it grows like it's doing with abomination, it will not stop. They're already going after your kids in school. And you're the one that's going to make a difference by your family if God's in it or is not. Pain. 
of great significance in this message today that we put out the call a long time ago for the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation. The lady says today, pray for peace, peace in the hearts of men, peace in the families, and peace in the world. What's the sum up of the addition of those three statements? Equals give the world back to God. But he can't take it because we have free will. Our lady's here to teach us, to show us, to be more enabled with the prayers to enlighten you and others to more conversion that the whole world, as Maria said, would be like a link of a chain, continuous. We're talking about the greatest advancement of Christianity in the history of the world. Radical conversion, 
radical separation, and radical zeal to convert pagans. That's all coming in our future. It's that simple and that easy and difficult at the same time. In the poem, The Man-God, Jesus addresses on more than one occasion that the complaint or maybe just the, the opinion that Our Lady didn't suffer so much, especially in regards to these moral kinds of situations she was in. For instance, I know with St. Joseph's death, he addresses this, that she was too connected to God to really suffer that much on earth in these ways. And uh, he says the opposite's true, that she's actually heightened in her suffering because of her pureness and because of her connection with God. And so the things that are human feelings, she felt more intensely even than we would in living our human life. So in this message and in another recent message, Our Lady actually brings up feelings. And that feelings are always kind of a negative thing because we're not supposed to be guided by our feelings and we can't just have an opinion based on our feelings, those kinds of things. But what do you think Our Lady is is saying in, in these messages in which she spoke about her own feelings a couple months ago and then here she's saying that Satan wants to destroy in the heart all feelings towards God and the things of God. Well, she said just, no, was it a couple months ago? It was January 2nd. She said that. I am expressing my feelings to you. And then she comes here today and says, there's a story in the heart, all feelings toward God and things of God. Things are material things. Well, we worship them instead of use them for service of, of the kingdom of God. Our whole operation here at Caritas, all our equipment and tons of stuff that we have, everything, the building, the presses, the tractors, the cows, everything we do, all this is consecrated for the purpose of evangelizing a way of life that's manifested physically here to be imitated to the whole world that we walked with Mary. She corrected us, she showed us, she chided us, and she gave joy to things we did. And we are that window. We don't know why that happened. And it wouldn't be humble to deny that. The reality of Our Lady with this, what she's done, is unprecedented. It's the biggest operation in the world. I don't say that in bragging. I'm just saying it factually. How did that happen? It wasn't by me. It wasn't by the community. It's through the actions of grace that we engaged in, accepted, and embraced. Prayer for the blood of God says everything. We're naked, weak, and wretched. But we pray in here to consecrate this valley that you have untold powers to establish your heavenly queenship here as no other place on earth. And this hasn't been accomplished out there. And I've been exposed to hundreds of communities through Medjugorje, but nothing like this. Because we're not a convent, yet we have consecrated women. We're not a brothers or priesthood here, and yet we got consecrated men. And we have families amidst that. We're the small little village at the house surround the church that descend on Cross Mountain and grass and pastures around it. Oh, but I don't want to live that way. Fine. Continue what you do. Because everything right now is setting for fall. She says falling apart. It's very interesting to watch pilgrims go to Medjugorje and watch them where they are and day one and day two 
And day three, they start getting recognized by the graces of Our Lady and who she is and what she sees in them. They start self-reflecting and they come to a point where they're ready to fall. Conversion is a process of actually falling, falling away from everything that shackles you, everything that's kept you enslaved, every way that you leave and realize, I got to change my life. Our pilgrimages give you 15 trips on one trip. That's how we structure them. It's pure spiritual. We don't play around. And if you want to play, you want to be social. We tell people, don't go with us. We don't do it for money. We do it for the messages. We do it for Our Lady. And we put you in a position where you can fall. Literally. And sometimes it's painful. And it's beautiful at the same time. That's conversion. Those things happen.
and to be more fully in answering what the feelings of Our Lady what was asked a little while ago, it's remarkable that Our Lady said January 2nd, 2017, and a couple of three weeks later, on January 25th, tying these two messages together. On the 2nd of January, she says, I am expressing my feelings to you. And then today, she says, to destroy in the heart all feelings toward God. This is not coincidence. She wants us to bridge over to the messages and see what her feelings are constantly focused singularly on God the Father and her Son. And yet we aren't because we're being destroyed to having feelings toward God. All these things are a mystery. Actually, he goes on and says in this message, or just before she says, I'm expressing my feelings to you, she says, my beloved son illuminates lives, dispels darkness, and my motherly love which carries me to you is inexpressible, mysterious, but real. I am expressing my feelings to you. I said earlier in this broadcast that when Our Lady caught me, and then the song comes up and says that, I need you to catch me. So hold out your hands. I'm ready to fall. Go toward Our Lady. She's waiting with open arms and with her hands to grab yours. We live a beautiful moment, a singular moment in salvation history. Will you be a part of it? Will you be only 50% a part of it or 100%? It's all your decision. Don't be left behind. Who is your lady? We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Mechagoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.